Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongaku to You, the podcast where three friends come together and bring you what is new in the Japanese music industry. This is the week of Thursday, August 12th of 2021. I'm your host, Luna, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And it is Dos Compadres again, this time with Gray. Last week it was Ken and I. So it'll be like this probably for the time being. So you're going to get either me and Gray or Ken and it'll shuffle between <laughs> me and Gray. <laughs> yeah, pro- probably. And I-, I felt so awful. I-, I-, I mean, I was sick. There's nothing I could really do about it. But yeah, because me and you had a really good show planned last week. And it was a really awesome Oricon last week. And I had to be sick. And I didn't get to talk about it. But, well, it was um, your type of Oricon. It was definitely not my type of Oricon last oh week. Oh my god! It's, it's like it's like it's like the god the the J-pop god shined on me last week, and I I got I was I was like, man, I, I had some sort of flu. I, I don't know what it was. I had body aches, and it was not pretty. So I am I'm glad to be feeling better. I'll tell you that much. Good. We're we're glad you're feeling better as well. So we do look forward into the uh, we do look forward to the future of having us all three back together again. So with that, Gray, how are you? What have you been listening to this week? Yeah, so I've been listening to a wide variety of things. One of one of the big announcements that's happened within the past two weeks is that they've revealed who is going to be doing the upcoming opening for Common Writer, and that's always a big thing for me and. If, if you know that if you're a common writer fan, you know that Avex owns the license for the common writer song music. So every year it's an Avex group that does the common writer stuff. And this year they picked a group that is near and dear to my heart. And I love them so much. And that was dice. Uh, they revealed that dice will be doing the opening theme for common writer. And I, I'm like, yes, give me the common writer. So I've been hyped for that. And they've actually had two two singles, digital singles drop that are really good. So I've been listening to a lot of dice lately. I've just gone back down that rabbit hole and I've been listening to that. And I, honestly, I've been on a boy band kick as of late. I've been listening to uh, Ivy and... Uh, color creation, man. I just like it's just been like my whole thing as of late, and I love every minute of it. So I, that's mostly what I've been listening to. Uh, I've also been listening to this week's MC and the topic, uh, which was a very interesting topic. It was one that I I will be honest, I had to struggle with a little bit, but it's a good struggle, not a bad struggle, and I'm eager to talk about those. Uh, Luna, what have you been listening to? So. I've been listening to a lot because July has had so many good releases that it's not even funny. So I'm going to pull up Apple Music on here. So Kodakumi released one of her new songs called We'll Be Okay, which is phenomenal. That came out at the end of July. Thus why it is not on my Ongaku Go. But stay tuned. And uh, I absolutely love it. And it got me back in the rabbit hole of re-listening to a lot of Kodokumi stuff. Just her angel monster, My Name Is. And I even went back to some of her older songs. I went back to her Black Cherry album. And I also went back to her beach mix because it's summertime. And one, I'm obsessed with remixes right now. And two, it's summer. So also went back to Ayumi Hamasaki. I have been on a huge remix kick. And that is an understatement because I've gone through three Ayumi trance albums, two Ayudo mixes, and the actually more than two Ayudo mixes. I listened to, let's see, Ayudo, second one, and then the Ayu mix, two, and there's like four different versions of that album, which I have all of them, all different track listings and remixes. So yeah, I went down that. And that has been my obsession because I've been really obsessed with techno trance lately. So been playing in my car a lot. I also 
I heard a, I actually started listening to some American music again, and it's funny because it was like 90s, early 2000s stuff. I heard this song on the radio, and it was, it wasn't me by Shaggy, and then I had it stuck in my head, so I went down that. I also went back to uh, Saweetie's uh, song she did with Jamie and Shanmina called Best Friend, and freaking love it. Um, a Witch just released her newest digital single called Gila Gila. Featuring JP the Wavy and oh, I can't say his name like Ezer. I love Gilla Gilla and I've had that on repeat. I mean, the a, everyone's rap is phenomenal in it. It is an amazing hip hop song. It is more Western. So if you like Western style rap, you will love it. I think a, this is one of my favorite tracks by A Witch this year besides the one she did with I. And speaking of I, I'm still listening to I, The Moment, featuring Yellowbox. That has been my jam as well. I am obsessed with it. Also been listening to Aisha's newest digital single, Just One Kiss. She released that and the English version of it recently. It is such a great summer song, and it's about summer love. I highly recommend that. Also, still going on from last week... I've been listening to He Die Dies Slow and Easy thanks to you, Ken, because I've had it stuck in my head. And I just love the flow of it. It is just so nice. And still listen to some AJ and mainly like Be Mine, Kimiga Skidayo, and her Every Single Day Garden, more of her summery like tracks. Also, started list- uh, still listening to Aimeon. I went back to Harunohi and Marigold. Just because they're such beautiful tracks. And I've been listening to more of her newer album, The Oishi Pasta. Which is good, just it just doesn't live up to Shinkantetsu Six Sense. So, went back to Ailey and her future album, Shiny Shiny Memories Again. And a lot of these are ones she did featuring artists. And it got me to go back to Mihimaru GT because I forgot how much I loved them. It got me to go back to Satomi and listening to her she was a great r&b artist from back in the day and also went back to baby m who i hadn't heard in years and went back to swell and also dream back when they were i'll say they've been so many members i listened to the time when there were five members and their hands up album is specifically what i was listening to because perfect girls hands up my way Ooh la la, there's just so many good tracks in that album. So, and of course, MC and, and, uh, sorry, our topic, which I had so much fun with. So, topic was difficult. I listened to way too much. But with that, we want to point out what, uh, something on our website that we did recently and, we want to give a big thank you to Avix for this because this was amazing. We were able to do this, but we got to do an interview with Ballistic Boys on their newest single release called Some Baby. And if you haven't checked out Some Baby, it is their newest summer song. So we got to ask them questions about Some Baby and also about some of their dance techniques and and just, you know, a few other random questions, mostly related to some baby, but there's some other things out there. You guys, I hope you find interesting. This is probably by far one of my favorite interviews. I think all the ones I we've done, I've loved. Like Charm Park and Tricot were also amazing. But like Ballistic Boys, this is the perfect time to interview them with the summer. And they're such a dance a dance heavy group. And they got such great vocals. So and I know we all greatly enjoy their music so definitely check it out on our website at www.ongakidu.com yeah no i was really hyped for this and i could not wait i had a lot of questions that i wound up asking them because i know i've liked them since their first release and i just i've I've been a fan and to go back and listen to them because you know 2020 i just i don't like I wasn't really paying attention to them and I didn't realize like they had a couple of releases in 2020. So I got to go back and listen to some ballistic boys and I I really forgot like how great they are. And uh, this, this interview was just amazing. And uh, we'll talk about their latest release later on in the show. And I, I am hyped 
for this. It is really good. I loved it a lot. And uh, thank you, Avex. Uh, deep, deeply appreciate it. There's some artists. There, honestly, like there's like a category of artists I never thought we'd be able to interview. And I would throw Ballistic Boys in that category. So the fact that we were able to review them just really brought me joy. And I am so glad that we were able to do that. I uh, I read it as soon as it dropped. And I was I thought it was a really good interview. It, it's probably our best to date. And uh, I, think we, I think our interviews get better as they go. So if you have not checked out our interview yet for Ballistic Boys, I highly recommend it. It's a really good one. Yes, it is. So if you've enjoyed our others like Tricot, AMPM, and Charm Park, the Charm Park, definitely check out Ballistic Boys. They've all been fantastic, everyone we've interviewed. So thank you so much, Avix. And with that, we're actually going to go into our topic. And I'm actually pretty hyped about this one, to be honest. So as you know, we've been in the past, we've been discussing more on the female side of artists we recommend. So this time we're switching gears and we're doing to someone who listens to a male led rock group or artist, who would you recommend? So great. I'm actually going to have you start this one out. Sure. I'll be happy to. So for me, I went with a group that I I'm familiar with. We've covered them a few times on the show. And it was a group that I've honestly wanted to dig into a bit more uh, than I actually had at the point in which we I picked them. Uh, and that was Key Talk. And I really, really like Key Talk. Key Talk is a very interesting band. You look at a picture of the group, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you, they look like a boy band. They, they all have multicolored hair. They, they dress in the style. Like, this is, like, head to toe. Just looking at them, you're like, man, this is a boy band. But they are far from it when you actually listen to their music. They have a great sound. And they've been around for a while. Uh, you know, one of they've been around since 2007. And so, you know, they've, they've been on the scene for over 10 years now. And... You know, their first album, Times Square, is came out in 2010. And it, it is, it's, it's a, like, they're a really, really good group. It, they're a four-member rock band. And one of the things that I think that they do really well is they really bring a lot of balance to their music. You know, a lot of their tracks, like, you know, sometimes when you get in that ensemble mode each of the individual pieces kind of disappears and, and it, it blends together and it makes a, a singular sound. And that's not a bad thing. Actually, I think that's part of the goal. That's what you're um, aiming for. But Key Talk is really good in that you, even though like they're doing that ensemble stuff, you can still hear the rhythm guitar. The You can still hear the bass line. You can still hear the drums like you can still hear the individual pieces that make the whole puzzle together and it works really well uh the first album that i think really accentuates that on their Times square album is uh kiete kuyo uh which is just a really good song it's a mid-tempo track and it really I think does this really well. Like everybody in this track, like really just has a moment to shine. And I think it establishes a really good baseline for the group as you listen to them. Uh, one of the uh, other tracks that I picked was uh, Bubblegum Magic, which this is the track that uh, I had first heard when we were doing them for the Oricon. And I did, I, I, like, this track really made me sit up and pay attention to them. I really, really enjoyed this track. It's a lot of fun. It's a very upbeat, poppy track. Uh, but it does, it, like, you can still hear, like, that rhythm guitar, and you can still hear that bass line. And so it really has, like, it's still a good rock song, too. And this song is just really, really good. I love Bubblegum Magic, and it's just a lot of fun. And uh, the last song that I picked uh, to really just highlight the group is their latest one. It's on their upcoming album. It's the first track on their upcoming album, which drops later this month. And that's Utage wa Yoyoi Koishigure. 
and I again it's it's a really good track. It's like it's on their upcoming album Action, and it's still in their style. Like like you know you you very much really get to hear uh, how they progressed. You know, especially comparing uh, Utage wa Yoi Yoi uh, Koshi Gure to uh Kiete Kuyo like you can really hear like how they progressed over the years in their skill and it's is is a really nice track and uh like before we did this topic I wasn't really looking forward to that release but after doing this topic I'm super looking forward to that release I think it's going to be really good and I'm very eager to hear how it all comes together so these are my thoughts on Key Talk. Luna, I'm very curious. Uh, what did you think about Key Talk? So I I enjoyed them. I actually was surprised because Key Talk looks like your typical boy group and not band, boy group. When I saw a promo photo of them, I was pretty shocked, to be honest, because I'm like, are they really rock? And then I listened to them and they did surprise me. And both the the guitarist and the bass player both do do the vocals and i was i was pretty surprised because usually i thought maybe just one would be doing vocals and then they just have a band that type of thing so they're an interesting listen to they they weren't alternative enough for me i mean they're but i did like that their tracks varied because some were more pop rock while some were a little bit more on the rock side I think you did a good job of picking a good style tracks like a variety gray, like a Kiete Kuyo was very interesting. I like that. I like the opening of it, especially the guitar, because that really does pull you in. And I think not only the melody, but their vocals are very well balanced in it. So it does give you a feel and a nice pull and introduction to the group. Bubblegum Magic was extremely interesting because it gave me a rock funk feel due to how they used the bass. And not to say I didn't like it, I actually thought it was pretty fun. I, I will say I thought it, it was a little more poppy than like Kiete, uh, Kiete Kuyo, but I thought it was a fun track. It had this just this interesting feel that they added in it, and it stood out probably of most of the tracks, to be honest. And Utage wa Yoyoi Koishigure was, was also when you hear the bass in it pretty well. And I love the opening in it, like the guitar riffs at the open. I love that. And I thought it was a very interesting way to see listening to Bubblegum Magic and Kiete Kuyo. And then hearing U- uh, Utage wa Yoyoi Koishigure was a interesting transformation to see how they've come over the years. So you can tell that they've they've actually done different styles and I really like that that they do they've tried to mix things up. They're not I mean they're not something I'm going to go out of my way and listen to personally. I think they're just a little they're not alternative enough for me. I don't know if that makes sense. I'm but I did like them. I thought their vocals are very good and they were a very interesting group. I'm glad you picked them because I never would have thought they were a rock group. So it was a good surprise. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed your time with them because, yeah, they're, they're very, like, yeah, just like I said, looking at them, you wouldn't expect what you get, you know? And, and I like that. I kind of like that, you know, they have like one image and it's really another it's like uh, not not to point fingers or to 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 name names, but you know you look at a band like Slipknot. It's like you know you know you look at them, you like you expect a thing, and then you listen to their music, and you and you, you know you get what you expect. And I think with you know Key Talk, like you don't get that. You like you you look at them, you expect one thing, and you get another. And I've I've always liked that. I've always liked like uh those those groups that I, I don't know look kind of like um. Yeah, like a you know, like a '90s boy group and stuff. Or, but in reality, they're like a kicking rock group. Like, like I, I like them, so I, I'm glad you enjoyed your time with them. Yeah, they're very interesting, and I will say, like, once you start listening to one song, it they do do good at flowing in their albums. So it, it's like easy to listen to a whole album at once and not realize it. 
Agreed. And I feel like I feel like that's a good thing to have for an artist because some you have to stop and you're like, I really don't like this. But at least with the key talk, I started playing one song and I got busy with work and I just let it play. And usually, like, if I don't like something, I will automatically stop it and be like, I can't listen to this. But they had a great flow with their music and they kept me interested despite not knowing what songs were playing because I, I, I didn't have time to look at my phone. But I thought it was like a great flow, so... So I, I know you picked Key Talk and I'm really glad you did because this is a band I'm not familiar with at all. But if you didn't pick them, w- was there another rock group or band or artist that you would have picked instead of them? Or like a secondary or like runner up type thing? Yeah, well, uh, when I first saw the topic, my fir- my gut instinct was to go with Asian Kung Fu Generation. And because they are just so big, you know? Like, like I think that, you know, they're part of mine and your childhoods and I know they're part of Ken's and it, you know, they just like the impact of Asian Kung Fu is just so big. So you, you know, that was like the first thing that came to my mind. Uh, and, and the more I thought about it, just the more it kind of rolled over in my head. I was like, you know, I was thinking about, Oh, you know, which songs I would pick. And like, they're all songs from anime and, and, and you know, not that they're non-anime music is bad or anything like that but that's just the songs that stick stick out with you because you know you know you you know got the nostalgia glasses on when you're listening to those it's like uh i did like riri before it was attached to an anime but then they attached it to an anime so even riri is an anime song now and you're like oh no uh i love that show too like i love erase i think erase is fantastic but yeah i was gonna do asian kung fu and but uh, you know at the same time like the reason that we're, you know, we do the show is, you know, to, you know, find new groups and to find, you know, interesting groups that maybe if you can't, if you're coming from an anime background, you may not have heard of. And, you know, Key Talk, like they, they've done like one or two anime, but they, they also don't, don't real, like they're not tied to it in an, any, any meaningful manner. So they're a really good group that I think might would fly under a lot of people's radar. And I was like, well, you know, let me, let me, I was just scrolling through my groups that I have saved over the years, uh, over the course of doing the show and key talk just scrolled through. And I was like, you know what, let's do key talk because I think they are a good group to talk about. And so that's, that's what I did. And that's why I picked them. Yeah, I thought it was a good choice. Like, I also am a big fan of Asian Kung Fu Generation. However, I, man, I started listening to them back in the day. And I feel like even that so many people know them, even ones who don't listen to J-pop at all. And I think it's because they're just such a big group in general. Not only they've done anime, they've done, they've just have really put their name out there at the, the rock festivals and everything. And they've also helped jumpstart a lot of other big rock groups. So, but I, I also think they're great. My favorite song by them is Loop and Loop. And that's the first song I actually heard by them. And it was playing on a J, uh, J-pop station, actually a music station because they were under Sony at the time. And they, all they played with Sony artists. So I heard Loop and Loop and I, I fell in love with it. And then later I heard Rewrite and, you know, I heard a lot of other tracks by them. And I will say they have some phenomenal albums I own most of them, so I know Ken's also a big fan of them, but I'm glad you picked Key Talk because it was someone I haven't heard of, so it gave me a chance to hear a new group and expose myself, and I hope everyone else gets to as well. So with that, I'm going to talk about the artist that I picked, and the one that I picked is Alexandros, formerly known as Champagne. They actually changed their name in they had a name change in about 2014 so and then they changed it to alexandros and i've actually so i'll tell you a little bit about the band before i get into how i got into them and my opinion on them and everything they're a four-member rock band and the leader the leader is vocal the leader is the vocalist kawakami yohei he also writes all their lyrics and guitarist Shirai Masaki, bassist is Isobe Hiroyuki, and drums is R-I-A-D-I-B. So, and they've actually gone through a few drummers. This is their third drummer they've had. 
they got their start around 207 and actually they did get their start in 207 as champagne they switched over their name in 2014 and so i got into them during their album exist which came out in 2016 i actually blind bought it and i i enjoyed it like i was very blown away by kawakami yohei's vocals and i just thought they also had a good a good feel to them like their music i love the melodies and how they composed it and the lyrics because they're a bilingual band so the cool thing about them is they have a lot of songs in just english they have a lot that mix japanese and english and they have some in all japanese so they do a great variety of mixing up their songs and also i will say their lyrics kawakami yohei is an amazing lyricist and that's one of the big reasons i just fell in love with them so one of my uh, some of my top favorite songs one is called leaving grapefruits and it is more of i want to say soft rock but it really isn't it's more of just i would say alternative i don't know how else to really describe it but i love kawakami yohei's vocals is that's his concentration and i love the lyrics to it i think the lyrics are great and this is where he mixes english and japanese so you get the best of both worlds in it and it that's one that drew me to me automatically it is on their best album on apple music the actual studio album that is on is not on apple music unfortunately but you can still hear it and second one i love is star so the opening guitar is freaking phenomenal it you just hear that at the beginning it leads right into it leads right into kawakami yohei's vocals and i just i just loved the just how it opens it fits very well and i i love the sound of i don't know what it is about kawakami yohei singing it's it's just very smooth and he fits very well with the band in general and i think they know how to match the band's band with his vocals and vice versa and i think that's what does so well for him and this is when it starts off slower but then when you get to that chorus it picks up becomes way heavier you hear the guitar and bass and the drums and it just carries so well i think all of them just fit the second one is a very interesting song because it's called philosophy and it's a very very vocal heavy track i mean immediately it's just kawakami's vocals in here and the guitar and that's all you hear and i love that and then it starts picking up as it goes i feel it starts off as an easy listen type of rock song and it just it flows and it's smooth like butter i literally and then when you get near the middle and the end, the middle it picks up heavier and then when you get to the end it has this orchestrated feel to it so I feel like even though the song seems like it has a lot going on, it still keeps a smooth feel and a smooth flow all the way through. And I think that's one of the reasons I love philosophy is because it just takes this interesting turn with it. And the other one is Moon Song. It's more of one of it's more of one of their slower songs, but the guitar and the bass in this track stand out so much. And kawakami shows off his vocal skills as you hear his voice go super high and he does it in such this pleasant peaceful serene way it's almost this angelic feeling and that is it just amazed me and it it made it one of my favorite tracks and i just swooned to it and i think it's the way kawakami carries himself and the band carries themselves so the next one is one I think everyone can relate to. It's called Untitled. And the opening bass at the beginning is freaking amazing. I love that aspect of it. And then Kawakami's vocals flow right into it. And this track is all in English. So those of you who are not familiar with Japanese, yes, you can understand it. And I actually love the lyrics. I think it's a relatable song. And the melody, just what the band does with this, it is an amazing feel. And the chorus, you can just hear everyone come together. And I think that's one of the reasons I love Alexandros is they flow. They work together to each of each, everyone's best. And one of the reasons I, and 
they're not afraid to take chances on their songs and they dif- they they switch it up so and so they had a latest one which this one actually just came out this year called Sinkhole and i it sounds a little bit different than their other stuff it's a little it's definitely more upbeat more it's still a turn of but it has more of an upbeat feel to it for as far as rock goes and I like that they know how to keep stuff fresh with their style is they do change things up. You listen to their early stuff and it sounds completely different than their music a couple years down the line. And I like that they switch it up because it it gives every, like new listeners a chance to come in and listen to it. It also gives old listeners a chance to grow with the band. And that's one of the reasons I love them. And Senko shows that this band has grown and they've done it in such a good, tasteful way, and they know how to produce good music. I mean, I w- Kawakami's vocals still shine, and I just think the guitars, the drums, everything meshes perfectly. And I there's also an English version of this, by the way. They released two, even despite the song being bilingual. It does have an English one. But I just, I think Senko is fantastic. And they show that they still got it after all these years, since 207 till now, that they are producing amazing music. But with that, Gray, I'm curious to hear what you thought of Alexandros, because at one time, I know they made Oricon and we covered them for Mosquito Bite, which was used as Bleach, a Bleach theme. So, but going back to them, as I'm not sure if you remember them, what did you think? Yeah, no, I'm I'm really glad you picked Alexandros because uh, that, that I specifically did remember them from when they did the opening. Now I couldn't have told you the name of the song that they did, which I'm glad you clarified. Some mosquito bite, but I like I remember that that was a big deal when they were when they did that. So, uh, and you know they're a group that you know you see them all the time on you know sites like Natalie and stuff like that. So you know they have a bit of a reputation, and I just never really checked them out. I think I checked out Mosquito Bite like once and just kind of forgot about it. So I'm glad you picked them. I was able to go back and check them out a little bit. Uh, Leaving Grapefruits is a very interesting song uh, to pick. And uh, I'm really was surprised by that. It's not what you expect it to be, uh, but it's nice. It definitely has like a nice soft rock beat to it. Like you said earlier, Luna and really good vocals are, are on it as well. Uh, Star is another really good song that I really enjoyed. Uh, Philosophy, which was a pretty vocal heavy track, is very, very interesting and definitely a pretty thought provoking song to say the least. Uh, I liked Moon Song, I thought that was like really, really good. Untitled uh, is. I think the first song I listened to of the, of your selection. And that one was a pretty good, I like the, the opening bass that you talked about earlier. I thought it was done really, really well. Uh, and their latest track, uh, Sinko is really good. I actually really like that. I listened to it, uh, the, the other night and really just dug it. And was really looking forward to seeing what other tracks you would pick. And I, I did, I, I wound up, really enjoying it they they have a really good sound to me it depends on the track uh that they do alexandros has a pretty wide variety of different styles that they like to do and that's one thing that i really liked about them like not one song is done in a particular style they they really kind of just go with the flow a bit and like they have some tracks that are kind of alternative you they have some tracks that are you know pretty good rock uh, and that, you know, they have some, some, like some variations of those. Cause like, uh, several of those, several of their tracks just really left me getting the fallout boy sensation. Like I, like, I really just got this big fallout, uh, boy vibe from them. And not that I was the biggest fallout boy fan. Like I know like a like one or two of their songs and that's about it. I, I'm not really intimate i don't have deep intimate knowledge of their discography but but i did get fallout vibe uh, fallout boy vibes from them so yeah they they were really really interesting and it was really nice to it was really nice that uh you picked them luna and i'm really got to enjoy my time with them 
I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed them. I feel like this is a band I've wanted to personally go back to for a while, but with such a lengthy discography, I feel like it was too much to cover an MC. So I'm, I'm glad to revisit them and they're, I, I highly recommend them if you like alternative music, just, just because they're so versatile and I'm glad you find song, found songs that you really enjoyed. No, yeah, I really enjoyed my time with them. One one thing that I, I like asking you specifically, Luna, when we do this particular style of topic is because I know you're a collector, uh, you know, you know, you talk about it at the end of every show. So I, I'm really interested. What albums of Alexandros do you have? So I double checked. I thought I had more than I had. I only have their album Exist, which came out in 2016. I swore I owned a couple others, but I have been reorganizing my shelf. So I, cause I also thought I had ALXD, but I can't find it. But for sure I own Exist, which is my favorite album by them because it's the one I got into. And I specifically own the limited edition type A because they released two editions. The type A actually has their premium uh, VIP party Osaka Joe Hall tour. So, but that's, it has some amazing songs on it. Like it had Moonsong on it. It had a couple ones I did not mention that I absolutely love. And one of them is Girl A. And one of the other ones is Ima Made Kimi Ga Naite Bun Tori Modo Sol. But I would say it's a great album to start off by them or just listen to their best album because it has, I mean, all the songs you need to hear. So, all right. And with that, we're going to move on to our music corner. And this week, I had the reins. And so, this is a group that I, I found by accident, and I'm glad I did. It is Iroha, and they are a six-member female vocal and dance unit that formed in January 2020 and consists of the members Yuna, Azuki, Maya, Misaki, Mami, and Amina. And so during their training days, the members began appearing in the spotlight, such as events such as the Kobe Girls Collection, Tokyo Girls Collection, and Kansai Collection. And these are ones I actually follow pretty regularly because they always produce some really good fashion and also good artists. So along with the model publications and magazines, they hosted stage events at like the infamous venues at Namba. And officially on March 22nd, 2020, they released their debut album, Iroha, which showed off a variety of music genres. So they pretty much did from pop to R&B to hip hop. And with them being a new unit, they're still finding themselves musically. However, I believe each member knows how to utilize their skills to the best ability. And that's one of, that's what they do. So I'm going to talk about a few of the tracks that I liked. But before I do that, I found them on accident. Actually, it wasn't really an accident. I was watching uh, Kira. Kira did a live show. And it was actually a Christmas show, and it was on her channel, and she had several artists as guests. And Itoha was one of them. And I was not familiar with them, but seeing them live, it got me to check them out. And that was in February 2020 that was released. And due to that reason, I mean, I discovered a new group, and I'm grateful for that. And they are really good live, by the way. And we did cover that on our website, and it was in about February so I would I would go back and look for that article because they were awesome. And that concert was amazing. But with that, so some of Itoha's tracks that stood out, one of them is Karamoi. Uh, and it grabbed me immediately. As you can hear, all their vocal skills come to full swing in this ballad song. And this one came out in November 2020. So it has a winter feel to it, which I'm a sucker for winter songs. And that winter feel always goes hand in hand with R&B compositions, in my opinion. And it does have that R&B composition to it. And their vocals fit it so well. And I also like the rap they included in it as it actually flows with the track, making it easy to listen and stand out, which I liked. And this is, I will say this is my favorite song by Itoha. I think Katamoi is just phenomenal. And so one of the first songs I heard, actually is the first song I heard, was Supergirl. 
And the it was it's a very high energy track, especially with the medley. And I enjoyed the girls' vocal rap combination, and that's what grabbed me. Is I was I liked how they composed it, how they made it theirs, and it led me to check out more of their music. And that is on their Supergirl EP. And the next one I recommend if you like more of a hip hop style music is I like it as the composition is more focused on the beats and based around their rap, which I enjoyed hearing more of their rap. You don't hear it in a lot of their tracks and they do focus more on their vocals. But when you do hear their rap, it is phenomenal. And I love that. Although I do love hearing their vocals, it's also nice to hear that rap thrown in. So their newest single, Wonderland, is a, definitely a style changer. And this is why I like them is they, they're not afraid to try new styles and new things. And it is more of, it is more of a pop, pop track. It's very poppy and it ha- it's very heavily vocal based. Despite it does mix in some rap, which they do a good job of making it fit with Wonderland. They make it, it it's weird how it fits. I also love how uplifting the lyrics are and it matches the composition with its poppy dance beat and it just makes me feel good inside listening to it. So they're a group that I'm looking forward to more tracks because they also have another ballad called Kimiga Irukara that is fantastic and that is on their their self-titled album Iroha and I it just blew me away. So in their Christmas track, Very Very Merry Christmas is also really good. But they're an interesting group. And Gray, I'm curious to hear what you thought of Iroha. Yeah, Iroha is a very interesting group. And I'm glad you picked them because when I first heard the opening tracks of their album, I didn't know what to really think about them. They were very different. And uh, I'm glad I stuck with them, though, because they're really like talented. They have great vocals. And that, to me, is what really stood out about this group is I really think like if they really wanted to go down the vocal heavy route, they could easily do it. They have fantastic vocals, especially in their ballads. It really shines. Their latest single, Wonderland, it's a more of an upbeat track. It's definitely not a ballad, but still really good. It's nice. It's fun. It's this pop track that I really, really like. And it might fall a little bit more generic, but there's some heart in Wonderland that I just, I love. It's not just cold thing to be hip it is just you know this nice warm song that i really love but i think their ballads are where they're at uh kata moi is i i think their best track in my my humble opinion and i just love that track i thought it was great from the moment it starts to the moment it finishes i i really enjoyed that track i think it's great uh the last track on their inoha album is also I really good in that is uh Kimi Gairunara. So that was also just a wonderful track. And I will say Wish You a Merry Christmas was surprising. I I I feel like it overstates its welcome just a little bit. It is a five and a half minute song and it doesn't have much reason to be. So I, I do feel like they could shave a good minute off of it and it'd be drastically better. But for what it is, I, I liked it a lot and thought it was good. And uh, I, I would listen to that at Christmas. I've already put that on my music, my Christmas playlist. Nice. Or my, my holiday nice. playlist. I'm going to call it yes. holiday because I have winter theme songs too. So yeah. I, I'm I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed Iroha and I wanted to choose them because even though they might not have I feel like they you will find a song you like by them they might not be for everyone not you won't like every song by them but I feel like out of their they're an upcoming group for sure and I'm looking forward to hearing more of their music as I feel like with each release they're finding themselves more so I am greatly looking forward to seeing what they do next and I'm I'm glad you enjoyed them, Gray, and found some songs that you liked. Yeah, they're they're really good, and I think yeah, what what you have now, it's pretty obvious. I think they're still trying to find themselves, and once they really link, like find their identity, I think they'll be really something to keep an eye on and pay attention to. Like I said, I I, I like their rap. I think they have good rap, but their vocals are way better, and I I personally would like them to focus a bit more on that play to their strengths a bit but 
uh, you know, if they could be like the little glee monster with rapping, that would be really cool. I would, I would pay to see that. And I, I would be a huge fan of that. And they have the potential to do that. So I'm eager to see where they go from here and how it all plans out. So thank you for picking them, Luna. You are welcome. And, and I'm, I can't wait to hear what Ken thinks of them when we get around to our music corner lineup. So with that, Itoha currently has one album, Itoha, one EP, Supergirl, and three digital singles, Bon Bon, Katamoi, uh, and Wonderland. All of their releases are available on all digital streaming platforms, and you can also follow their official website and Twitter on our site, and check out the video for Katamoi as well as it's really cute. All right, so with that, we are going to jump right into the Oricon, and it was actually a pretty interesting week i thought it was a decent week besides a few give or takes but i mean i have a couple songs of the week so let's just dive right in so we're gonna start off with and number 10 is dynamite by bts no big surprise it's still on there nothing more we can say it sold a total of 21,474 points and moving on up to Dry Flower, we joked last week that it was going to fall off this week, and it did not. It is at number nine, and it sold a total of, and Dry Flowers by Yuri, just for those just tuning in, and nothing more we can say about it. It sold a total of 21,870 points. And moving on up to our first new track of the week. And you can see the hyper eagerness in my voice with this one. So it is a triple A side. And it is Kuyamato Kaite Mirai, Keitai Koyahana, and Jackpot, Jackpot Sad Girl, Jackopato Sado, Sado Guru by Nijigoji Naitokoro De. So, this is like a, one of those idol anime songs. And this is my first time hearing uh, Nijigoji Naitokoro De. I, the, none of these tracks are for me. I'm just going to be honest. This isn't my type of style, to be honest. I mean, I thought their harmonies were decent. Um, it is related, if you guys are wondering, it is related to like Hatsune Miku and that, that type of, that type of thing for those wondering. But this definitely isn't for me. I will say... It's, I feel like all three tracks kind of ran together for me. We were only able to hear about two minutes of each, which I think is a good enough to give you a feel for each of the tracks. But I guess out of all of them, Kitai uh, Koihana would probably be my choice. So, great. I'm curious to hear what you thought about this, though. Yeah, it it was definitely an interesting track. And of the ones that we're going to talk about, it was, I, I would say, the most forgettable, honestly. I mean, it, there's nothing really in it that stood out to me. And uh, I don't think it sets the tone for some of the tracks we're going to talk about here in a few minutes. Because, I mean, it is, it, it's here. It, it's, it does its thing. Uh, Keitai Koihana is the standout of the three. I, I felt like that was easily the best track. But even in a week, I'm probably not going to remember this. It's just, you know, it is what it is. And I, I know, like, I and I saw that th this too is, like, tangentially related to Hatsune Miku. I, there's no Vocaloid in it. It sounded like these were paid actresses. I didn't hear Vocaloids. But, uh, yeah, it, it's in that vein. And I, I, I agree with Luna. This isn't for me. I don't think... I if you like it, there's nothing wrong with that. But for me, it's just not what I'm into. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of Japan liked it, which is not surprising. I feel like it definitely has that that niche, those niche fans who really enjoy it. So, I mean, good to see it on here because we got something new, despite us not, you know, not being our style. However, don't let it stop you from checking it out. So, Kuyamu Tokaite Mirai slash Keitai Koihana slash Jackpot Sad Girl by Nijugochi Naito Kodode sold a total of 22,910 points. And moving on up to the next one, which I know, Gray, I know you were hyped as soon as you saw his name on here. 
It is Amekoi by Chan Chan Changun Suku. I always feel I'm always so cautious about saying his name just because I'm not very good at Korean pronunciations. I hope I said it right. And I know, Gray, you loved his track, Emotions. So what did you think of Amehana? I meant Amekoi. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Amekoi is, oh boy, man, was this a good track. I, I, li- I, I like this guy. He is so good. Chung- Suk is really, really good. This is a guy I had not heard of less than a month ago, and he already has, like, one of my favorite songs of the year in Emotion. and. This this song does not fail to deliver in any meaning. Like it is really good. I do like emotion a bit more, so I still like will probably at the end of the year be talking about this track. But man, it's good. It's really good. I like. I really like his style. It's laid back, but it's hip. You know what I'm saying? And it just really pulls me in every time. Like he he drops something. I'm really turning into a big fan of his and they've got a lot of his music on Apple Music and I I'm really like considering just pulling the the trigger and going back and listening to his whole discography because his his most two recent singles have just been really good the the fear that's stopping me is that his old work isn't as good as his new work and that that fear is stopping me from pulling the trigger. But other than that, man, this guy is like on fire lately. My only beef with this song is it should have sold more numbers. Like it, it's that good. It's that good. It's good. It's good. And uh, I, I I did I liked it a lot. It's it's really hard. Like I I I want to say this is my song of the week. There, there's a couple other tracks we're going to talk about that's really freaking great too. But I mean, it, it's hard. It's, this this week was really hard, and this song is just really, really good. I, I cannot recommend it enough. Especially if you liked emotion, you will like uh, Ame Koe. It is is so good. Yeah, I I I also thought Ame Koe was fantastic. I mean. Chan, uh, Changun Suk's vocals are phenomenal. The composition, everything about it. I mean, he blew me away again. And this is a two for two for me. So I, like you, really want to go back and listen to the rest of his discography. I have a feeling I will like what I hear no matter what. Is I, I mean, hearing these two tracks have been great. He's knocked it out of the park. And I love his style. I think that's what it is for me is he knows what his vocals do well with how to match him to the composition and does it and I feel like he reaches into the depths of your soul and makes you feel a lot of emotions with his tracks and I think it's also how he utilizes his voice in the lyrics which really help so I I loved it and I do wish if it was higher up However, I mean, it was a pretty tough week and we're going to be getting there. He had a lot of competition, but I'm glad to see him on here. So we got to talk about him again. And with that, Ame Koi by Changun Suk sold a total of 24,154 points. And moving up to another new track and we're going to get to this and our interviewees. That we got to talk about, and I'm so stoked to see them on here. It is Some Baby by Ballistic Boys from Exile Tribe. I, I'm hyped. Not only did we get to talk about that, we got to interview them, but we get to talk about the actual song, Some Baby, and talk about a little bit of the single that it dropped. I, I am, like, overjoyed that this is on here. So, Gray, why don't you start? What did you think of Some Baby? Oh, so the first time I heard this track, I I knew it would chart. I knew the moment I heard it, it would chart. It's so good. It's so good. This is a great summer track. It's a lot of fun, and it really just knows how to pull you in. I really like this track, and I was so glad that we were able to do the interview for this one right here. I, I think Some Baby is... Probably one of my favorite songs that they do. Uh, Summer Hype, it's it's really tough. I love Summer Hype too. And Summer Hype was their song for last year. But man, Some Baby is really good. Hands Up is also just a, a phenomenal track. So I think Ballistic Boy's done a fantastic job. And man, had it been any other week, 
they would have been clearly the like the best track of the week, but man, they, they picked a, a crowded week to be good. Oh man, it's so good. And we're, we got another one that's going to be great too. So, oh my lord, I love I love Some Baby by Ballistic Boys, and I I was I was also happy that it charted. It's a lot of fun, great song. Oh, so I'm also glad it charted. And and with it being summer and plus it being Ballistic Boys, so it was going to chart no matter what. And I loved it. One of the things I liked about Some Baby a lot is they gave a throwback to Summer Hype in there. If you listen to the lyrics, you hear them, you know, give that little toss up. And I like that they included that because they recognized that they had a summer song. They had Summer Hype and, you know, throwing that in there. I think Some Baby is phenomenal. I also love Hands Up. That's, I think... The lead song, Sun Baby, and Hands Up are tied on their single for, I don't know which one I like more. I honestly, as a whole, I thought the single was solid because I also like Blow Off Steam as well. And this is one of those great ones that you got four good tracks. You also got instrumentals on there. And they they did great. Having the summer single, Sun Baby gave you all the vibes you needed. You get to feel that summer bliss. It makes you want to get up and dance. And I love it. And I'm so glad they gave us the opportunity to do this interview because that meant a lot. And we get to talk about it twice today. So that makes me even happier. And with it being a crowded week, I mean, it really is a hard choice to pick what my favorite of the week is. Like you said, Gray, if it were any other week, it probably would have been some baby. But someone we're going to talk about further up stole my heart. But nonetheless... Some Baby did amazing. Some Baby by Ballistic Boyd. So they total of 24,358 points. And moving on up to a, another regular on here. It is Kaibutsu and Yasushi Suise by Yaosobi. Nothing more we can say about this. Still going strong. Sold a total of 24,812 points. And moving on up to Crybaby by Official Hige Dandism. Nothing more we can say about this. I know we talked about it the last couple weeks. I'm glad to see it on here still because it is phenomenal. And it sold a total of 25,787 points. And moving on up to Voyager with that at sign for the A by the Idol Master. Five stars with five exclamations. Woohoo! So another new track. And this is actually an anniversary song for Idolmaster and it is special because in a lot of the Idolmaster groups like this you don't hear male vocals it's usually just strictly female and because this is anniversary it is a special song so you actually get to hear that in there and I'm always hit or miss on Idolmaster but I actually thought the vocals are really good. You don't hear the male vocals too much because they so they go so well and flow with all the females in there. I think they have a great registry and they did a good job with harmonization in Voyager. So I it's not gonna be like a go-to track I listen to all the time, but I actually thought of all the Idolmaster songs I've heard, this one was a really good anniversary song and I thought they did a good job with Voyager. So, Gray, I'm curious to hear what you think of Voyager. Yeah, Voyager, it was definitely interesting. And, you know, we've had, an, I would say, a checkered history with Idolmaster, to say the least. But, you know, Voyager is not bad. And, yeah, I would say, like, the male vocals are pretty subtle in there. But they're not bad. They, they blend together really well. And that is a testament to the skill of the men, uh, that they're able to harmonize and blend their voices like that. So, you know, they did a great job. And, you know, Voyager, I don't think I'll run out and buy this particular track anytime in the near future, but it's pretty solid for what it is. And I'm certain the Idolmaster fans will find out plenty to enjoy about it. So good job on them. I agree. I'd love to hear Ken's thoughts on this because I know he is the one who always has something to say about Idolmaster. So maybe we'll see it again and he can talk about it. But with that, Voyager by the Idolmaster, five stars, sold a total of 29,659 points. And moving on up to another regular that's been stuck at number two for a little while is Butter by BTS. And I know that this is, there's been a couple editions of this release already. This is getting pushed between commercials 
and all the lovely releases. So nothing more we can say about Butter, but glad to see it still hanging in there. So Butter by BTS sold a total of 77,566 points. And going up to number one, which dominated everyone and dominated my heart. Put a little arrow right through it. It is Natsuno Hydrangea by Sexy Zone. So, great. I'll let you talk about your thoughts on this before I go into it and start pouring my heart out. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, I might pour my heart out too. So, I don't. I don't know. I mean, this, this song is fantastic. This is a really, really good song by Sexy Zone. Wonderful summer track. This is more of a ballad, and it's not your typical summer track in the way that I would consider a summer track. You know, when I think of a summer track, I think of like. You know, feet in the you know feet in the sun, no cares, no worries. You know, that like laid back sort of feel. Uh, but this is going for a different feel, and you know it works. It works well. I think you know these guys really knocked it out of the park with amazing vocals that really just leave an impression on your soul. It it is a great track, and I man, if I had the money, I would order it yesterday. You know, but it just. I don't have the money, so sadly, I, this is just going to like be on the, the sidelines side, side for now. But uh, Sexy Zone really killed it out of the park, and they did a great job. I can easily see why this is the number one track in Japan. And, man, it's another one of those tracks where had it been any other week, like, I don't know. Like it, it's Man, it's a tough call between uh, Natsuno Hydrangea, Some Baby, and Ame Koi. It just is a tough call, and I am really just torn. But uh, I mean, I'm like, Sexy Zone did a great job, and more power to him. Is great. So yeah, I agree. Not to know, Hydrangea is my song of the week. It is an amazing ballad. Sexy Zone blows it out of the water. Their vocals, my God. I mean, hearing this, hearing Not to Know Hydrangea, I stopped dead in my tracks of what I was doing, and I was blown away. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous. It moved me on many, many levels to the point, I I think my next purchase, I'm buying it. I loved it. I I just cannot tell you how amazing it is. And I wish if I could stream it stateside or internationally, I can't. However, this is one I would buy because it was that good, or I will buy. And I know Sexy Zone, I always knew they had good vocals. However, I don't know what it is about Not Snow Hydrangea. I don't know if it's it's a summer ballad, and we don't hear those often. Like Gray said, we hear the fun dance songs, beachy songs. But this is just amazing on all levels, and I have become a huge fan now. And need to check out more of their songs because I want more songs like Not Snow Hydrangea. And I just cannot fathom enough and say how much I love it. The lyrics, the vocals, everything about it. Also, the music video is absolutely gorgeous. So I know internationally, that's the best way to check it out. Highly recommend it. This is not one you want to miss or sleep on. This is my track of the week. And you never know, it might become one of my favorite tracks of the year. So I'm glad to see Not To Know Hydrangea on here with Sexy Zone. And also it dominated, like, and by I mean it dominated, it freaking dominated. So Not To Know Hydrangea sold a total of 250,678 points. So good for Sexy Zone. Woohoo! All right, so we're going to move on to the album side quick and just check to see what's over there because there's some new stuff on there and... You know, I'm just going to go over a few things. So, first up we got A Long Vacation by Otaki Ichi. And then next up we got... Next up we got Perfect World by Twice. Still hanging in there. We got Ordinary Days by Millet, which I'm so freaking happy to see her on here. This EP is phenomenal. Me and Ken both were have been obsessed with it. Ordinary Days, like, check it out, please. It is amazing. We got Achatatter. Uh, I cannot say this. Acha Achatter by Humpback. And we got Yoko by The Bee Garden. We got 
Switch by Astro. We also got Empathy by D.O., another Korean girl uh, boy group. We got the album JP version by Blackpink, which I actually think I'm going to pick up because I absolutely love the Japanese version of How You Like That and Love Sick Girls. Blackpink amazed me again, and I will say, I, especially after watching the Netflix documentary, I really like them a lot more. But I'm glad to see that charted and they're doing well in Japan, just like the U.S. We got Star Made by Kubukudo, and that is another group that I freaking love, and I'm so glad to see them on here. They've been around for forever and a day, and love to see these groups like them hang out there. And number one, we got Going to Destruction by Bish. So I know, Gray, uh, you you really like Bish, and I bet you're glad to see them on here. So they hit number one. You'll have to let us know how that new album is. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. I haven't gotten around to it yet, but I'll probably shortlist it this week. All right. So, and with that, we want to let you know to be sure to check out our website at ongakutoyou.com. Also be able to follow us on Twitter at ongakutoyou and Instagram. Don't forget to like our Facebook page as well. And also check out all those interviews we got in there, especially that new Ballistic Boys one. And we want to give a big thank you to all of our affiliates we got kiru hunter who has been streaming the pokemon crystals and it got me all happy to see that and reminded me i gotta finish my game when my fix my battery so you can follow kiru hunter at twitch.tv slash k-y-o-r-y-u-h-u-n-t-e-r and don't forget about timber taff who is a a, also a Twitch streamer who streams a, a variety of games. You can follow him at twitch.tv slash TimberTaft, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. And you can also follow my sister, Rosalie, who has been streaming Dark Souls and Final Fantasy XIV lately. And you can follow her at twitch.tv slash RainStarKitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. And last but not least, you can follow Fangirl Has No Name, who is also a variety streamer. And you can follow her at twitch.tv slash Fangirl Has No Name, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. And don't forget to follow our usual host, Ken, at his Twitter, otyken1, O-T-Y-K-E-N-1, where he tweets about Ina Iba, Bang Dream, Ina Iba, and more. And don't forget to check out the podcast that Kyo, Timber, Fangirl, and Ken do called Potasaurus, where they discuss various video games and the video game industry. You can find it on all podcast streaming services by looking up Kyoto Hunter. And Gray, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Onogaku Gray, where I tweet about what I'm watching, what I'm playing, all that fun jazz. Uh, last night, I tweeted about my malaise of Kamen Rider Saber and how I'm looking forward to Kamen Rider Revice. So if you're interested in my two cents, follow me there. All right. And you can follow me at several platforms, such as the Twitters, my anime list, Kitsu, and Letterboxd at LunaMaria87. And you can follow my Instagram as Nerdy Collector Luna, where I mainly show off my collection, what I'm watching. Lately, it's a lot of horror-themed and cat-themed. And same with my Twitter. You can check out what I've been tweeting about recently, which is a lot of music news, anime news, some movie news. So you like that kind of thing, follow me on there. And we want to thank everyone so much for listening to today's episode. We appreciate it and hope you enjoyed and got a few new artists and songs out of this. And we will see you next week. Ja matane. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be right back here next time. Bye bye. <laughs>